Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. presence of the Lord. I love when they said that in the old church and people would look around and go, well, who else is here? <laughs> we serve an awesome God. Oh, I said we serve an awesome God. An awesome God. I thank God for the blessing of being in this sanctuary on this day. I thank God for all of my prayer warriors who have been praying with me for my mother and her care. So thank you very much for your prayers and thank you for your words of encouragement. I am just grateful to have such a wonderful church family. I'm also grateful for our hospitality team because they have prepared a fabulous fellowship for us, and uh, I want to thank them. It's better than that. I think you can do a little bit better than that, yeah. I happen to know the menu is better 
better than that. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, what a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord and to our family, our virtual family and everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray that your Christmas season is filled with the love of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you receive what God wants you to have. I don't want you to get what you want necessarily. I want you to get what God wants you to have. And sometimes it's not under a tree, amen. Sometimes, don't send me your Christmas list now. That's not my, my gift. That's not my gift. That's not my gift. Heavenly Father, I love you, adore you, and magnify your name. And I thank you for everything you have done for me. Lord, if I had a thousand years, I could not thank you enough for all of the blessings you have bestowed upon me and my family. And I ask you, oh God, to keep blessing Pleasant Grove Church. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you for loving us, oh God. You are an awesome God. And I know that you are always with us. We lift up everyone who needs prayer right now in a word of hope that we will be reminded that you are still alive and you are still working miracles and answering prayers. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. While in Alabama, an article in the paper, you probably think that I have this paper because I'm a boomer, but my brother-in-law is older than I am. He's an older boomer and he reads the newspaper every day. What caught my attention is that there's a picture and on this photo it says that this 12-year-old has spent half of his life serving the homeless. And the young man's name is uh, Ethan Hill and he's been helping the homeless people in Birmingham, Alabama since he was six years old. The article says that when he was six years old, riding to school in his mother's minivan, that Ethan Hill saw a strange sight every morning under a freeway in downtown Birmingham. A man was living there, all of his belongings stuffed into a grocery cart. Ethan asked his mom questions about the man he would later know as Mr. Marcus. And the colder it got that year, the more Ethan worried about Mr. Marcus. That Christmas, when Ethan received $100, he knew exactly what he was going to do with it. He wanted to help Mr. Marcus. He went to the internet, searched for things homeless people might need, and he made a shopping list. Praise the Lord. He created five gallon buckets full of supplies, says his mom, Ebony Hill, and everything he bought was multi-purpose. The buckets could be carried by the handle turned upside down to make a seat and could even be used as a toilet. Mm. Her young son's empathy and concern for others took her back. And Ebony said, I had never seen a child pass up on Christmas. Well, he got joy out of shopping for someone else. I'm sharing that story. If you want to read more about it, it's Ethan Hill in Birmingham, Alabama, and when I read that story, it really helped me or reminded me again all over why we celebrate Christmas. Because many of us do not know 
why we are celebrating Christmas. And Christmas should not be a shopping spree, should not be full of farm rib and turkey and mashed potatoes and food. Christmas is about taking the time to let the Lord know that I love you. You sent me a gift that I could not give myself. You gave me life that I could not give myself. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that maybe it's time for us to have just a reminder that it's not about how much you can get on your Macy's credit card, the dealers, or what's on sale, or what is Amazon delivering. It's not about that at all. It's about relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about a relationship that makes you happy even when you want to be sad. It's about a relationship that will keep you in your midnight hour. Anybody here ever have a midnight hour? <laughs> Anybody here ever have a midnight hour? I think I'm the only one in here having midnight hours. If you haven't had one yet, you will. But this is a season of miracles and signs and wonders. Advent. We move through Advent. We talk about hope, joy, peace, and love. But also, another component of Advent is that Advent gives us a time to look back, look at the evidence of what have you really done for the Lord. Advent is a time of reflection, and God loves us. God loves the unlovable. God loves the unlovable. <laughs> and I'm just going to ask you to just reflect as I go through my brief sermon. Who is your Gomer? Who's making you crazy? Who has God planted in your life to irritate you to the point that you just don't want to come out anymore? Who is your goma that God, God, God has some nerve, right? God said, I want you to go and marry a prostitute. I want you to go and marry an adulterous woman, and you're going to have children by her, and I have purpose because what God was saying to Hosea is that Israel treats me the way goma is going to treat you. And so what I'm saying is sometimes we don't realize we have a little gomer in us. And we want what we want when we want it, and we cheat on God. But I find that awful about church folk is sometimes we pick and choose who we're going to hate. We love thieves. We love alcoholics. We love on drug dealers. We, <laughs> that's right, that's what I said. We, we love on gamblers. Uh, we, we love on liars. We love on people who rip God off week after week. We love people who do nothing. We love people who don't respond. And then God says, I want you to go marry Gomer. Well, what I figured out is that every relationship is not necessarily about you. Every relationship is not necessarily about you. Some of you had to have a gomer or you wouldn't know God. And that's what God is trying to say is that Israel has broken my heart and I, Hosea, I want you to understand how I feel. So I want you to go, now imagine for a minute that you, this is for the men in the house, that you're Hosea. You handsome, you have everything you need and God 
is supposed to love you, Deborah, and he's going to tell you to marry an adulterous woman, and you already know that she's going to sleep around. But God said, I'm going to use the fruit of her womb to bless my people. Hallelujah. So every marriage is not about love, necessarily. Sometimes God puts us with people to draw the best out of us. You ever around somebody that irritates you to the point that you just go, you know what, I just can't. I, I can't do this another second, Lord. I just got, it's too much. But I have found that when my gomers show up, my prayer life increases. When my gomers show up, my time with God increases. When my gomers show up, I read the word over and over and over again. You see, we ought to give God some praise for sending you a gomer so that you will get to know God. Come on, you just ought to give God some praise. So everything that looks bad is not bad. Sometimes we choose relationships based on how people look and where they live. No, you got to choose relationships based on what God tells you to do because God knows what you need. Amen? So can you imagine your husband comes home and, and, and you tell him, well, I, what, is there dinner? No. Did you clean the house? No. What are we, you got anything going on? No. Yeah, I did have a couple of dates today. And uh, I, I, I slept with Joe. And, uh, but other than that, everything's all right. So would you kill her then, or would you wait to see what God has to say? And so what I'm saying is that you cannot be in relationships without God. You gotta have somebody to guide and direct your behavior. Because everybody who looks holy is not holy. And everybody who shows up here for the cantata doesn't necessarily come back next week. Everybody, you gotta have some God. So you're saying, why would you bring this up doing Advent? Because I want my people to get it right. If you don't love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're making a mistake. If you don't do what God is calling us to do, you are making a mistake. And somebody has to be brave enough to say, God doesn't need us, we need God. And in a dying world, I would think, I mean, that we have so many people, I don't want to say they're going to hell. I'm just saying that they don't have a residence with the Lord. But we have work to do. And we need to make God a priority again. We have work to do, even in my own family. I have siblings who are not saved. Even in my own family, they're thieves. In my own family, there are people who do not know the word of God and know that God loves them. What's the condition of your family? What is the condition of your family, your children? What is their spiritual quorum? What is it? What is it they are living on? What fuel are they using? Because if it's not the Holy Ghost, they're gonna get in trouble. So I picked this because I realized that Gomer was Gomer, but I know that God can work miracles at any times, and God is a God of what? Miracles, signs, and wonders. I was in Alabama 
Medicaid said to me and my sister that it was going to be six months to a year before we could get my mother in a facility. We were paying over $5,000 a month, two of us, three of us, for my mother to stay in her home. So we're praying that we can get her a placement so that she will have safety and get the care that she deserves. Church, I'm here to tell you we were working with hospice. And you know what God did? God sent a nurse who knew Jesus. God sent the nurse to take care of my mama. And it gets sweeter than that, is that what Kathy told us, and I'm not gonna give you her number because she doesn't want anybody else to have her number. <laughs> but she said to us, let me pray about this and I'll get back to you. And she said, it's time for you to move your mom out of this space because your mom is getting depressed. She does not get out of bed. Her arthritis is so bad, she cannot feed herself. So she is giving up on life. In five days, Dr. Paula, Kathy called. And Kathy said there was a bed available and that my mother has been put at the top of the list. And I said, what? the top of the list. She went from no place to go to the top of the list. So then, Billy, we got to pray about how we gonna tell mama that she is moving. <laughs> so I prayed all night and Brenda prayed and we had a little sketch that we had written out what we were going to tell mama. And mama's looking there with her red lipstick on and her hair is combed. And we said, mama, you know, this is not a good situation. Long story short, we told mama on Sunday at one o'clock. And then the ambulance came to get mama on Monday at two o'clock. And then, if that's not sweet enough, the fire department had to come because we couldn't get mama out the house. So we caused a whole lot of havoc in the neighborhood. Finally, mama gets in the ambulance and she wants to know how she looks. <laughs> we tell mama she was looking good, all right? She was looking good. So we're unpacking and we prayed and pray. I'm sharing this story because some of you will have to deliver some news to somebody and you will not be able to deliver that news without the Holy Ghost coaching you through it. You see, we told my mom, my mom has lived in this house since 1961. She didn't ever like it, but all of a sudden she started liking it a little bit. But the miracle is, is that God placed Kathy in my mother's room. She came over at 12 noon. She sat there and she said, Miss McMillan, you need to be over here because of these reasons. You need to, God gave my mother a relationship with this woman that she trusted. And she was able to transition to another space and get the care that she needs. Somebody in here needs a miracle. Somebody in here needs to know that God is still alive. Anybody need a miracle besides me? If you need a miracle, praise the Lord for the miracle. Come on, if you need a real miracle, praise the Lord for your miracle. If you need to hear from heaven, you need to praise the Lord. Because God is 
him. He is filled of signs and wonders and he is still working miracles. So I don't care what anybody say. If God tell me to marry Goma, that's what I'm gonna do. God tell me to go out and run in the rain, that's what I'm gonna do. Because I know, I know, I know that God will show up. And I know that God will deliver. That when I meant to meet that Ben Medicaid, fill out all this paperwork. This woman looks at me and I looked at her and I said, This relationship is not gonna work. And I just had to lay my hand gently on top of hers. And I just started praying in the name of Jesus. I'm not gonna tell you her name, but she got the paperwork through. And she told us everything we needed to know. Matter of fact, she was even smiling when we left the office the last time. I'm trying to tell you that God is a miracle worker. Don't miss your miracle because you run into a Gomer. When Gomer shows up at your house, start praising the Lord. Because God loves the unlovable. Look at me. God loves the unlovable. Look at you. And John says that if you love the Lord, there has to be some evidence. If there's no evidence, there is no love. I didn't make that up. It's in 1 John chapter 3. Read over verses 16 through 18. If you only think about yourself, you're in love with yourself. And what John is saying is that you got to do what Ethan did. He had $100. But he took the hundred dollars and he bought supplies that would be useful to a man living under a bridge. When is the last time you bought supplies for anybody? When is the last time that you show up with no agenda? So for this, I give God all praise, honor, and glory. And my prayer is that your Christmas gift would be the gift of love from Almighty God, that you will share with others every day, all day, any hour, and wherever you go. I also challenge you, there are times when I pray and say, God, show me somebody who needs prayer. And then I'll just go pray with them in the name of Jesus. When we were on vacation, I looked into the eyes of a woman and she looked strange to me, and I asked her, could we talk? And she said, yes. And she said, I'm from Jamaica, and I'm here working, and my six-year-old daughter is with my mother. In the midst of her tears, we started praying. You see, once you check in and get your badge, then you'll be able to witness that the Spirit will show you who it is that you need to witness to. But I want you to be more intentional in the way that you look at people and look to see if you can identify need. I don't know who your Gomer is, but I know that God is bigger than Gomer. And if God sends you a Gomer, guess what? God will get you through. Can we give God some praise? Hallelujah. <clears throat>
to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org.